the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, March the 21st, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On March 21st, 1965, civil rights demonstrators led by Martin Luther King Jr. began their third march from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama. Today in 1685, composer Johann Sebastian Bach was born in Germany. Today in 1935, Persia officially changed its name to Iran. Today in 1945, during World War II, Allied bombers began a fierce, historic run on bombing, bombing raids over Germany. Today in 2006, the social media website Twitter it was established, went online with the sending of the first tweet by co-founder Jack Dorsey. He wrote all in small case letters, just setting up my Twitter. And he spelled Twitter, T-W-T-T-R. Today in 2007, former Vice President Al Gore, he made it kind of an emotional return to Congress. He was pretty worked up about his new book. He made millions off that book and continues to. But he came back to Congress. He pleaded with the House and Senate committees to fight global warming. He said it's the existential threat of all time. Biblical proportions are coming. Republicans questioned the science behind his uh, climate change book and his documentary, An Inconvenient Truth. They didn't know that it was any kind of truth at all. And it wasn't inconvenient. They just had a problem with it, to their credit. Today in 2019, President Donald Trump declared the U.S. would recognize Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights. As you can imagine, the left exploded. Today in 2020, during a White House briefing, President Trump reaffirmed his belief that uh, hydroxychloroquine should be considered, he used the word considered, as a possible treatment for the coronavirus. Dr. Anthony Fauci then was within hours in front of a TV camera on all of the major networks, as I recall, telling them, oh, no, 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 that, that isn't true in so many words. I'm not quoting him, but this was the message. He said, hydroxy is anecdotal. We need to look at the real science. Five years ago today, on the second day of his Senate confirmation hearing, Supreme Court nominee Neil Gorsuch, he declared he'd made no promises to President Donald Trump or anyone else about how he would vote on abortion or any other issues. Speaking of the Supreme Court, news broke last night that U.S. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has been hospitalized with flu-like symptoms as an infection. He was put in the hospital on Friday, but um, the Supreme Court put out a, a uh, formal 
kind of a press release or a statement last night. It said Justice Clarence Thomas was admitted to Sibley Memorial Hospital in Washington, D.C. on Friday evening after experiencing flu-like symptoms. The statement read, as I said, the statement came out last night. The news started reporting it last night. The statement says he underwent tests, was diagnosed with an infection, and is being treated with intravenous um, antibiotics. His symptoms, it says, are abating. He is resting comfortably. He's expected to be released from the hospital in a day or two. And the statement said Justice Thomas will participate in the consideration and discussion of any cases for which he is not present on the basis of the briefs, transcripts, and audio of the oral arguments. Sounds like to me he's doing just fine and he's going to remain engaged and his voice and vote will be a part of the process. Thank the Lord that that will happen. ABC News was restrained in their reporting, but some were not. ABC News reported last night, Justice Clarence Thomas has been hospitalized with infection. Supreme Court announced in a statement he was admitted to the hospital after experiencing flu-like symptoms, but others, and particularly social media, blew up. It exploded. I'm not even going to waste your time or mine going through some of the well-known personalities, celebrities, so-called, and what they were saying, but I'll leave one with you. It goes downhill from this. This one is mild compared to thousands of them on social media comments about Clarence Thomas. This Carmen says, actress, I guess, writes, quote, I pray he goes home to his maker and take his wife with him. I believe in the greater good, and the greater good is two black women on the Supreme Court in 2022. Amen. Let it be. So let it be. That's the attitude of the left toward anything that stands in the way of their agenda. Their agenda is to radically remake, as Barack Obama was so fond of saying, remake America, to remake the culture of the greatest nation that has ever existed in the history of the world. These are confusing times, to say the least. I hear that word a lot. I understand that we live in very, very, very confusing times. There's only one place to look, and that isn't the news. But the Bible is clear in instructing us, God's Word, to be informed. In fact, people that are not informed are destroyed, if not physically, mentally, and emotionally. We've got to be informed. We've got to know what's going on as God's people. God will give us strength to know what's going on and yet not be overwhelmed by it. But it is a confusing time. Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eye. That's an interesting comment because I believe what God is saying to us in this, among other things, is that as he guides us with his eye, we are beginning to see the more, the closer we get to God and the more clearly we understand the culture and what's going on, the more we can look at that as God would see it. Or in other words, we'll look at what's happening in the culture through a biblical perspective, a biblical lens, a biblical worldview. 
And that makes all the difference in the world. We are not overcome with anxiety because God is in control. That's where we are today in this world, and that's where Christians have got to get to the point where we know what's going on, we're well-informed, we're engaged, we're active in the culture, but we know that ultimately God is in control, and God is using us as his people, the people of, of God on earth to bring about his purposes. I think it's a wonderful feeling. It, with that perspective, you can handle anything that's going on out there. Because we constantly, constantly turn our attention to the Lord, to his word, which is infallible, and we trust in him, and yet we act according to godly principles. We vote godly principles, virtue and values. We get involved. We try to elect the people that we think will be the best with God's guidance. And we'll do the best job for our country and our families and our communities and all of that. But ultimately, we can always take a step back and say, remember that little song we used to sing years ago? I, I was a youth pastor for 11 years, 10 or 11 years. Seemed like 100. No, I'm kidding. But I was a youth pastor a long time. Felt very strongly called to it. And Marjorie and I, uh, we, we spent more nights with teenagers than any parent would. And we have three kids of our own. But... Uh, they used to sing a chorus back in the 70s and the 80s and I don't know, into the 90s. I haven't heard it in recent years, but he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me, brother, in our hands. Our kids would always sing that on buses and stuff when we were going places, taking them to retreats and camps and one thing or another. But it's true. He does. He's got the whole thing in his hands. There's nothing to be anxious about or anxiety-ridden about. He's got the whole world in his hands. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he, he shall direct thy paths. The Bible is full of that kind of instruction. We must, we must follow Speaking of Senate confirmation, the U.S. Supreme Court, Katanja Brown-Jackson is has begun her uh, hearing this morning in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol. U.S. Supreme Court nominee Katanja Brown-Jackson began at 11 a.m. this morning, Eastern Time, a couple hours ago now. Jackson will appear before the Senate Judiciary Committee. Hearings are set to take about four days, they're saying now. It'll give members an opportunity to question her judge, attorney, about her views and her record. Joel Polak, who writes often for Breitbart and others, he's taking that very seriously, and he published this morning a list of 10 questions that he feels are elected public servants should ask her directly. I want to share those with you because this is, it's very insightful. I i don't know Joel Polak. I read a lot of what he writes, but if I knew him, I'd pick up my, my phone and call him and say, thank you. I hope many read this. I believe they will. It was just published an hour or so ago. 
he said, number one, he said, here are the questions that must be asked in this hearing. He said, number one, does she believe current penalties for sex offenders are too harsh? I don't have time to get into all of this because I don't want to spend our time on this subject, but I want to move on. But the reason that he's doing that, Josh Hawley, uh, uh, a uh, senator, has been a Republican, very conservative, has been making a big deal out of that because he has done research on all of her uh, rulings on sex offenders and um, particularly child pornography, which is kind of linked to that. And he said she has been consistently very, very lenient in all the cases she's ruled on having to do with with um, with penalties for sex offenders, including children. So she should be asked very directly about that and what's the deal on that because she stands out as being extremely lenient on those kinds of crimes. Pollock says, she uh, number two, we should ask Judge uh, Jackson what does she think of racial and gender criteria for her own nomination? In other words, she was picked because she's a black woman. And President Biden has made that very clear. He hasn't been uh, at all, you know, uh, he didn't try to hide it. He just said right up front when he was running for president, he said, I'll pick a black woman. Is that how we now choose the Supreme Court? Because you're a white guy and I like white guys, or you're a black woman and I like black women and I mean, what is the deal? Merit has been pretty much set aside in our culture. And that's what that's what this is talking about. She was chosen because she's a black woman, first and foremost. And then I'm sure somebody looked at her qualifications. But, I mean, we need to get real and we need to get back to a merit-based society or we will become the dust of the history bin. We will have been, but we will not be. Everyone who knows history knows that. Number three, she should be asked, does Judge Jackson support critical race theory? Two years ago, Jackson gave a speech at the University of Michigan Law School where she cited this Derrick Bell. And I've talked about Derrick Bell on this program uh, from time to time. He's one of the founders of critical race theory. As what he, She said at this speech at the University of Michigan Law School that Derrick Bell was, quote, one of my major influences, she even cited his book, Faces at the Bottom of the Well. She should be asked, does she agree with critical race theory, that America is fundamentally racist, that our Constitution is racist, that racism persists in nearly all of our institutions? This woman is about to become, if the left has their way, and the, I doubt that the Republicans can stop it, maybe, I don't know. But she's about to become a Supreme Court justice. And yet one of her heroes is the guy who created critical race theory. I think we know the answer to the question, but it's got to be asked. Does Judge Jackson believe, as Black Lives Matter does, that police are guilty until proven innocent? It's interesting to think about how she might answer those questions. I hope the Republicans have the resolve to ask those questions. Does Judge Jackson believe abortion has had a disproportionate impact on the black community? If so, why? Does Judge Jackson believe abortion, uh, or does she believe that the court should remain at nine justices, or should it be packed? 
Will she consider what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said not to do it? And the person she's replacing, Breyer, or would replace if confirmed, what he said, he said, think hard before you start changing the number of justices on the court. Does she believe the Iran deal is constitutional if it avoids the Senate, as Barack Obama did? He went around the Senate when he made the original deal. Now there's another deal with Iran about to be completed. Are liberal judges abusing the Chevron doctrine? I don't have time to get into that. It's a very obscure doctrine, but it's used a lot to get around um, being answerable by a president. Uh, And there's much more to it than that. But number 10, Pollock says, can we have rule of law with an open border? How do you feel, candidate, about open borders? Well, I mean, we know the answer to those questions. Anybody on the left, and she's certainly on the left, they believe what the left is advocating. And it should be made at least put on the public record so the public knows what's going on there. I want to take a moment and thank you for your support of this ministry. I'm an ordained minister. I've been in the ministry my entire adult life, literally. And um, I felt called to do this. I, I don't know any other way to say it. I wasn't thinking about doing it until I got a phone call and Tom Reed suggested to me some years ago now, several years ago, he said, have you ever thought about doing a radio program? And he knew that I had been involved in media much of my life in regards to ministry, using it for the to extend the kingdom of God. He knew that I wrote a column every day. It was published, has been since 2003 or four. But I hadn't really thought about this in those terms until he said, well, just pray about it. I said, no, I really haven't thought about it. I said, I, I've got enough to do it. I've, I've already done probably more than I should have. I, I don't know. But I did pray about it, and God really spoke to my heart about it. And that's the passion that I bring to this microphone every day. I want to please God in what I do and say. And this program is one way of doing that, and it's a way that I believe he led me to do. I know you understand if you're a believer. I want to thank you for your support because I couldn't do this and wouldn't do it without you. Without people like you who support this ministry standing with me, shoulder to shoulder and heart to heart, to help us do what we're doing. We have, I'm humbled, we have a growing audience The impact of this program is sometimes stunning to me. The people that listen and their reaction. It's just amazing. And as I said, I am humbled. I take no credit. It is the Lord and it is you and me in partnership doing what we do. If you'll support me, I'll keep talking. If you don't, We won't be able to do it. So thank you for your support. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And if you're considering it, if you think what we're doing is worthwhile, I would ask you to consider becoming a supporter of this ministry. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, 
888-998-0098-998-0098-998-0098-998-0098-998-0098-998-0098-998-0098-998-0098-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-998-
In fact, the kingdom already enjoyed ethnic diversity and religious pluralism. But when the fundamentalist prophet Elijah mocked and then slaughtered hundreds who did not believe as he did, Jezebel threatened to punish him. Frightened, Elijah fled and then plotted revenge. When many years later Elijah and his followers triumphed, Jezebel did not beg for mercy. Instead, she met her end defiantly, dressing in her finery, applying coal to her eyes while awaiting her murderers. Her message is summed up with this statement, quote, After her death, Jezebel was branded a harlot. Her real crime, though, seems to have been something else entirely. In one translation of the Bible, as Puhok says, she, Jezebel, declares to tell the male prophet that she is his equal. And then she quotes from a version of the Bible that says, If you are Elijah, so I am Jezebel. She was challenging the superiority of his manhood, saying that her womanhood is just as equitable as his manhood. The conclusion of this article is that the Bible has many errors. It's misleading and it's misogynistic. To further underscore her point about the Bible, Puhonk brings in a couple of queens from the 6th century. She talks about Queens Brunhild and Ferdingand, who were also mistreated in her mind and because of the biblical representation of Jezebel. She says, all down through history, this has been happening. That's why women have been suppressed. That's why women today do not have an equal opportunity with men. That's why women to, to this very day, including Kamala, Kamala Harris, that's why they are suppressed and held down. But the problem with her worldview is that Time Magazine, who published it, is not the Bible. I don't have time to go into the article, but Adam Car uh, Carrington is Associate Professor of Politics at Very Conservative. It's not a quote-unquote Christian college, but it's very conservative, and many there are Christians, not all, but many, at Conservative Hillsdale College. He's a professor of, associate professor of politics there. He saw this, and he wrote an article for the National Review over the weekend. He said, Carrington wrote, in, Puhonk gives a more positive spin on Jezebel, noting that some of those who wish to demean or sideline women rulers have gone so far as to make female rule illegitimate. Anyone may twist a text for their own, at times nefarious purposes. He says, Pulak, however, seems to think this connection between the Bible's description of Jezebel in particular and women's political power in general is an accurate rendering of the text. And then he goes into talking about how she is misreading, twisting scripture, as they always do, trying to make her point. And again, here's back to what I was talking about a few moments ago. We've got to be informed because the left now is more and more focusing on the Bible as the problem. Even so-called Christians, such as devout religious Christians like Pelosi and even President Biden. But they twist the scripture when they're put in a corner and they'll say, well, you know, and they come off with this kind of stuff and this is feeding that and this is the time in which we live. We have got to know what God says in his word and we've got to be squared up with what God is doing in our culture 
today in our time in life, and we cannot be pushed into the corner by the people who use Scripture. Hey, I've got to go. I'm out of time. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.